This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. teaches us uh, a lot of, has a lot to say about faith Jesus said a lot about faith and uh, you know it's, uh, faith is not some fuzzy thing that we can't understand you know it's required first of all uh, and uh, the Bible says the just shall live by faith right and more specifically by their faith. It's faith is an individual uh, thing. The Bible says that um, the measure of faith has been given. Each one of us, as a believer, when you choose to believe Jesus and trust in Him, there's given us a measure, the measure of faith. And so everybody starts out uh, with the same measure. Now faith can increase, and faith can decrease. It, it, it depends upon its use or development. Uh, I'll say that again. J- just through non-use, don't do anything with it. You know, don't, uh, uh, don't, don't try to develop it in any way. Uh, faith will stay small. It, it will just stay little. Oh, Jesus said this, O ye of little faith. Uh, but then he addressed a he addressed a man who wasn't a Jew. Uh, he was a Roman centurion, and he and he declared uh, to him. He said that there was great faith there. Actually, he marveled at him and turned to the Jewish people. He said, "Now you should have faith like this." He goes, "I haven't found any among the people that should have it." He goes, "Here's a here's a fellow who's an outsider, not an insider." And he said, "Man, I haven't found this kind of great." And he called it great faith. So great faith in all of Israel. So there is a there are different measures of faith, but everybody starts with the measure of faith. As God's not on, you know, uh, faith isn't just for a, a you know uh, a favored few. Fa- the measure of faith is given to every believer. You know, when we, when we choose to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and accept Him as our Lord Savior, uh, we're saved by that faith, that measure is given to us right there, you know. And, uh, but then it can increase. Or it can just, you know, it can just uh, stay uh, little like that. The problem with, with it not being developed uh, you know, uh, and letting it stay little, then it's it's really easy to lose even what little bit that you have because uh, the devil will work on that seed, uh, you know. And you'll find a lot of times uh, uh, if Christians don't don't um, do what they need to do to grow up in the Lord, uh, that as babies a lot of times it's just real easy for them to just stay infantile in their believing and their thinking and their really no change in their life and the devil takes advantage of that condemns them and they'll just a lot of times just fall away <clears throat> the the best way to continue with the Lord well let's look over hold your place in Hebrews there 
we're going to the second chapter. Let's let's look over here in at the words that Jesus uh, spoke, and then there's some specific things that uh, I want to look at tonight. Be over here in John 14, verse number 12. Jesus said this, I assure you most solemnly I tell you of anyone, so you and I qualify for that, anyone. Everybody say anyone. You know, uh, I used to, uh, one of the things that kept me out of the kingdom of God for some time is that, you know, uh, I, I believed the lie that it was only, you know, you had to be someone, you know. That anyone's like anybody like me didn't qualify. That too bad, too, you know, just too not acceptable to God in any way, shape, or form. Couldn't be, and therefore, you know, it's like, well, what's the use? You don't even try to be, see, you know. But here it says anyone, and really, I found out, you know, the good news, the gospel, the good news of it was was that Jesus said, "You're just exactly the kind." that I'm looking for, you know. Uh, God sometimes practices, and you'll see this in the this principle in the Bible, uh, you know, they use it in, 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 uh, uh, in uh, forestry management, natural forestry management, worse first. Everybody say worse first. <laughs> you know, God will get the worst one first. Amen. So I, I sure was one of them. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know, I can be, I'm one of them antibodies, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyhow, if anyone steadfastly believes in me. Now, now here's the key, steadfastly believes. See, uh, see, we can't live on what we have believed. We've got to be believing. And that and and the relationship with God is fresh. You know, it, it's every day. It's a it's a, a lifelong journey, and then through eternity. You know, anyone. I was one of them's anyone's. But uh, the point is, is that there's there has to be this steadfast believing in the Lord, and that's going to equate to growth. I mean, it really is. You know, you you find that. Just like you can't live on a memory of eating steak, you'd probably like one again. You can't live on a memory of food, you know, you can for a while, but after a while you're going to want to eat again. Same thing with, you know, drink of water, whatever you drink. Uh, you're going to want and need uh, of necessity, you know, for life. Uh, to be kind of, there are some things that we kind of have to be steadfast in, you know. There's, there's a steadiness there. It's the same way where faith is concerned. Faith. Uh, in order for faith to grow, have to be fed. Uh, and and uh, what uh, what how we feed faith is how we got faith to begin with. Is faith came when we heard the word of God. The pre either the preaching or the teaching. We read the word, but anyway, the Holy Spirit ministered the word of God, the truth of it, and the reality. Uh, to it and it equated in it equated to us in this but not not a feeling or you know or anything like that but it's like yeah that's true I believe that you know a revelation of it's like I can see that you know it dawns on us 
And it creates a believe. There's a believability, you know, a believability inside that ability to believe is placed inside of God's word, the truth of God's word. And when the truth of God's word is preached to receptive hearts, faith comes. The Bible says, "Faith comes, faith comes." All right. The original measure of faith comes, but then also we can add to our faith. The Bible says another place over in Peter where he said, add to your faith certain things, all right? So, uh, but there's a steadfastness that, you know, that has to come where that, or being just steady, a steady flow, steady stream, a steady study, a steady hearing uh, of the word of God. Uh, and that word that produces faith. Not, not everything that is preached is the word of God. Now, how do you know that? If it doesn't create faith in you. If, if it doesn't give believability to it. Now, you remember there was, there was one fellow uh, that the, uh, um, he challenged the Lord and he said, Now, if you can do, if you can do something, I don't see why you don't do it. You need to do something. The Lord said, "The question isn't whether or not I can do it." He goes, "Can you believe it?" And and I like this statement because he said, "Lord, in in the fancy words, you know, the Elizabethan English, he said, "Lord, I I I do believe, but help thou my unbelief." You know, I'm going to translate that down into Alabama where we can understand it. He said, "Now listen." My my heart says yeah, but my head saying no no no, you know. So I, I'm telling you in my heart I, I I'm, I'm saying yes I believe, but I'm having some trouble with my head. I need you to help me there. All right. And here's the thing: the Holy Spirit doesn't just ask us to believe in our in our heart. He also uh, requires and encourages, but he also he's been sent to train us and help us to renew our mind to the truth, all right? Uh, because we've been trained in the natural to only believe what we see, what we smell, what we, you know, can taste, of the five physical senses of the, the physical world. But there are things that are not touchable, they're not tasteable, they're not, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not tangible, if you will say, have a material. Uh, in it, but you know, I mean, I can't. You know, as Sandy tells me that she loves me, I, I, that's not a, you know, it's not a tangible thing that I can, you know. Well, here, you know, I got the proof of it right here. See, she said she loved me. Uh, you know, uh, yet that is one of the greatest things in my life, and it's very real. You, you see what I'm saying? All right. Same thing with the things of God. Well, faith is that way too. Uh, it isn't so much uh, in the outward as it is on the inside. You know, this is just a natural book apart from the Spirit of God helping us with it. But when He helps us with it, this isn't a natural book at all. It's more than the words that are written on this page. Full of God, it really is God. And we don't worship it like we worship God. It it helps us to worship the living God because, you know, the same way that you know. Uh, uh, our words define us. It's how we're known by our words and the works that come out of them. Same thing with God's word. You could say, well, you know, God is completely trustworthy because he and his word are one. If he says it, he, that's how it is. He's that way. That's what he does. 
you can always trust his, you know, the word because there's no difference between what he says and what he does and who he is and how he is. True? All right, so that's a strong basis for faith. Anyway, there, there has to have to develop a steadfastness uh, in our life. Now, I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, we live in such a sometimey world today. I'm telling you the, the, the truth, uh, you know, uh, to become steadfast in almost anything, uh, you're cutting across the grain. You're swimming upstream. You know, folks don't stay with jobs. They don't stay with relationships. You know, both ways, companies, you know, employers and employees, all that, this kind of stuff. You know, uh, so to, to, uh, to be consistent and steadfast and persistent in the thing uh, requires some amount of character in our life, you know, some conduct and, and some, some conduct that comes out of char character. Uh, oh, steady Eddie. Just, you know, we used to have one, one of my dad's uh, brothers work for us, so Johnny Austin. His name was Austin. We, uh, his nickname was Johnny. We called him Johnny Austin. And Johnny Austin never was in a hurry about anything. But Johnny Austin was the same at 8 o'clock at night as he was 6 o'clock in the morning. He's just so steady. Eddie Johnny Austin. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like the turtle and the hare. Oh, that's just a fairy tale. Maybe so, maybe not. You know, I mean, the truth is, if the rabbit, you know, tuckers itself out real quick and flames out fast and falls asleep underneath the tree, that turtle will beat him every time. It just staying steady with it. See, there's something to be staying steady. Uh, the the get get rich quick. The the you know the the quick fixes and all of that uh, that kind of stuff. The way that. Uh, the world works today, you know, on demand and all of that isn't necessarily uh, the way to true success uh, in life, you know. There are some things that take consistency and steadfastness over time, you know, to accomplish, to succeed, to make progress. True? Well, this little thing of faith in God and living life with God is uh, forever, you know. So then the Bible says, he that believeth shall not make haste. Let me break that down into Alabama, you know. He ain't in that big of a hurry because he's walking with a God who sure ain't in a hurry. You know what I'm saying? Let me break that down there in Alabama. Show nothing in the world. <laughs> Have you noticed that about God? God's more like a turtle than a rabbit. Now, he can move now. He can move quick, I mean, for the blinking of an eye. But until it's that time, it ain't going to happen that way. All right. Uh, and I'll tell you what, and, and, and those time frames, I'll tell you, there, there's every, probably every mistake, every misstep that I've ever made has been more on the in too much in a hurry than in being steadfast and waiting, you know, uh, on God where that's concerned. All right. Uh, it says, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Now, um, 
greater things are what he's promising there, really declaring. Uh, and, uh, but it's going to take a greater faith. And I believe the key to greater faith and greater things are, it is that steadfastly believing in God. There's a certain amount of growth and maturity that has to take place, you know, uh, in our life. We have a new little uh, granddaughter. Uh, she's uh, two. And she was down at the farm. She was on, the, got up in the little side by side. And one of the first things, you know, she's on the steering wheel, and uh, she looks down. Two years old, looks a little over two. She said two in June. Looks down. And she goes, "Where's the key?" Oh, so you may know at two years old that it takes the key to crank the thing and all, and move the steering wheel. But sister, you ain't driving this. You ain't getting the key, and you ain't gonna drive this rascal at no two years old, even though. You know, that's you, you, you know somewhat how it all worked. But you don't know all you need to know. First of all, you're standing on the seat. Understand? <laughs> the pedals are way down here. <laughs> Anyhow, it's the same way sometimes with God. Well, you know, we're, we're hey, where's the key? You said you'd give us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, where's the key? And God's going, just stay steady. You know, we'll grow them legs down <laughs> where you can reach the pedals. And I'll tell you, now we've got a, we've got a nine-year-old that scoots up on the seat, you know, uh, way up. And he is long-legged to begin with uh, for his age and size. But now, you know, scooting way up on the seat. Uh, he can drive, and we let him drive, you know. But uh, but Nana's a riding with him. Isn't that right? He's not driving it all by himself. You know, he don't get to decide, you know, to go to town or even on the road, you know. I mean, we've got a big old pasture. You know what I'm talking about. Same thing with God. There's a growth and maturity, and that's where steadfast believing is going to result in some growth and maturity in our life, you know. How do we grow? How does anything grow? A little at a time, day by day, step by step. You know, the Bible teaches about line upon line, precept upon precept, from faith to faith, strength to strength, and consequently, glory to glory. Make sense? Oh, now come on now. I need you to uh, give me three points and everything will be all right. It'll be all right. Those might be, and I can give you three points. It just might be a few miles and months and a little time in between them. You know what I'm saying? Because you might be in Alabama right now, and, and what you're asking for is growing on a tree in California. It's going to take a little while for us to get there. That's all. But if we start right now, we can get there after a while. Amen. I lost about five of you right there. You know, uh, what it, I want it all and I want it all now. Trust me, you don't want it all. <laughs> you just want what you got right now. You know, and if you want a little more, God's got, God's got that taking a step. Uh, uh, faith is step by step. It really is little by little, step by step, day by day. It takes more faith to walk from A to B to C to D to E, F to go through the process in life than it does to just jump from A to Z. That's the truth. There's just a little dash in between, A to Z. I got it all. Not really. Not really, amen. 
And what's the hurry anyway? I mean, you know, we're going to live this way forever. We've got to learn how to walk and work with God. And we're going to have to, we're, we're going to do this forever. Truth is eternal. Faith in God is eternal. What, what we learn and know about God of his will and his ways and, and the faith that pleases him, it's an eternal thing. It's a forever thing. You know, once you grow up spiritually, that's an eternal thing. It'll last you forever. Isn't that right? There's no expiration date on eternity. I'll say that one more time. There's no expiration date on eternity. And there's no expiration date on your faith in God unless you just, you know, let the devil spoil it. Try to open the jar, you know, before it's time. Amen. All right. Oh, faith and patience. Now, the purpose and priority of this life is to know God. It is to learn God. That's what we're doing here tonight. It takes a overtime investment. It really does. You know, uh, it takes hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Uh, this morning I was walking the floor. I want to just share a couple of things uh, um, with you uh, in this. The Bible, the Bible talks about uh, fighting the good fight of faith. Uh, calls it a good fight. And a good fight, as any of you that have ever been in any kind of fight, know that a good fight is not one that you get beat up and lose. A good fight is one where you do the beating up and you win. Now don't get religious on me here. You know, now, I mean, you know, how is it good for you to lose? Huh? Well, if you learn from it, and then you get, then you learn to win, though. You don't, yeah, you know, yeah, yes, you don't learn to, you don't learn how to be a good loser. I never was a good loser. You know, I never did get the bad sportsmanship award, but, you know, I came close a time or two. You know, if I'd have done what I wanted to do and said what I wanted to say, you know, I probably would have been thrown out of the game. However, <laughs> You know, they do teach you to be a good sportsman, but I never liked losing anything, ever. Sandy's worse than I am. I, I, I don't suggest you ever play cards with Miss Sandy or you ever play a board game with Miss Sandy or a video game with Miss Sandy. A woman don't like to lose. She just don't like to lose. It's serious business with her. Amen. I like that about her. She's a toughie. Amen. You know, even her children know, don't, don't. You know, <laughs> mama don't like to lose. <laughs> That's true. Uh, she got that from God. God don't like to lose. He says, fight the good fight of faith. But now think about this. We must first, first there is a fight for faith. Because if it's a fight of faith, you've got to have some faith to fight that fight with. And to keep it in that arena. All right? The devil... Uh, Somehow the devil knows this and it escapes uh, much, very high percentages of, of, of Christians uh, today. Uh, let me define Christian for you, you know. It's more than just, you know, Sandy and I, you know, when we first went to church and they told us that we had to be born again, different things like that, you know. Uh, it equated down to they started talking about heaven and hell. And, you know, Sandy says, you know, we're not going to hell, are we? I said, well, according to what they're saying, I guess we are. And she said, we're Americans. 
We, we, haven't, we don't kill. We didn't kill nobody. We, you know, we went to church when we were kids, you know, and we're Americans. Well, that doesn't necessarily make you a born-again believer, you know. But I'm just, you, you know what I'm saying. All right. So just going to church. You know, or just as your, you know, your your family goes, or mama went, and you know, grandma prays, and different things like that, doesn't necessarily mean that you have faith in God, or that you you or I are are necessarily where we need to be. It's a very personal uh, thing. It's a personal growth of relationship. Faith is a personal thing. I said faith is a personal thing, and and. There's more than one area of our life. People have, have wonderful faith where, you know, you couldn't beat it out of them with a stick. You could burn them at the stake as far as their name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They know good and well their, their sin was forgiven. Jesus is their Savior. But ask them, you know, uh, uh, you know well, did you, you know, uh, uh, did you know that the same one that saved you healed you? Oh, no, now. I don't know about that. I, I don't know about whether or not God's a healer or not. You know, after all, Aunt, Aunt Lucy, she believed God. She's a whole lot better Christian than I was, and she died. Well, Aunt, maybe Aunt Lucy never heard the word of God and had uh, on healing, so consequently didn't have any faith for healing. All right? Same thing where finances are concerned. Same thing where relationships are concerned. You know, in order for faith to grow, to grow in our life, you know, the, the Lord isn't necessarily uh, concerned with that which is, uh, you know, and I'll prove this to you from the Word of God, where we're strong. He said, I didn't come, he said, to save those that, that are not sick. He said, I came for those that, that got trouble. He said, well, I want to work on the weak spot. I want to work on the low, on the low spot in the wall. We're not willing a lot of times to work on what ain't working. We prefer to, to throw the defense up, well, I have faith. You know, probably do. Here, and maybe here, here, and here. But, but the trouble is in, and the troublemakers taking advantage of us in where the low spot is. That's just an opportunity for growth. It's just an opportunity, you know. I mean, sometimes, you know, there have been some times where, uh, you know, a salad is the best thing in the world. Honest to God, it's just wonderful, you know. Uh, and there's sometimes, you know, uh, uh, a piece of toast will do. Well, I'm going to tell you what, now, I'm going to have to have a farm boy breakfast if I'm going to go down split wood and things like that. I ain't working on, you know, uh, raisins and... <laughs> and a slice of apple and an orange floating in the water. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've got to have something with a little more substance. You know, I don't mind telling Miss Cindy, that ain't working for me. <laughs> that might work for you, you know. That little old shake thing, no, that ain't working for me. You know, I'm going to shake that stuff loose real quick. <laughs> i got to have something that, boy, when, you know, when when you're calling for power, you got something to grind on. Glory to God. Amen. Let's move right along. You know, let me break it down to Alabama for you. Amen. Grits, sausage, bacon, 
eggs cooked in the grease. Amen. Put some flour and a little bit of melt and cream in the grease and make gravy pour it over the biscuit. Now you're ready. <laughs> Amen. Hand me a little protein uh, shake this much in the bottom of a glass. Say there, that'll do you. You know, it's sitting at a desk maybe. You know, till 9 o'clock, and then I'm on a sandwich or something. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> I feel that, listen, same way with faith. There's, you know, faith is food for us. It nourishes our spiritual man. It strength. We need something that's got some strength in it. Some, it's going to. It's going to empower us that when, we, when it's processed, that truth is processed, it's some real power. And where you need that is, is the areas that, that are calling for power. It's got to be answered with power. Does that make any sense to you? All right. So willingness to work on what isn't working rather than get in denial and hide away and say, you know, per, you know well, I got faith over here, but leave this undone, you know. Well, I'd never do that. Every one of you don't want nobody to go home, look in your junk drawer, go through your, look in your closet, maybe your desk drawer, this or that, whatever. We all got stuff that we're in denial. You know what I'm saying? On the outside, it's all well kept and neat. You know, pull the rug up. I mean, there's, you know, possum hairs in there from granny. We're during granny's time. Ain't swept that floor in 150 years, except up underneath that rug. Amen. Well, moving right along, how does that have anything to do with it? Well, you know what is good enough for Grandma is good enough for me. Grammy believed that way. Now, bless God, you know. Now, listen, and the whole family's been poor for generations, sick for generations, dying for generations, fighting and fussing for generations. Hmm? See? And at some point in time, somebody, some generation has come along and says, not me, not my family. We're not, you know, that's not, it stops here. Because the, we get a hold of the word of God. God's saying, now listen, you know, you know we're, we're practicing forever right now. There's some stuff that you just don't want to take to heaven with you. <laughs> you started dealing with it right now. Isn't that right? Start, you know. Are you listening? Start enjoying the journey right now. Don't put off to heaven, you know, uh, having a good time. See, with the Lord and being happy right down here. And you'll never be more happy than when you're fighting the good fight and winning. Now, you're still going to have to fight, but you're winning. All right? And there needs to be a consistency and a steadfastness in this believing. So I know what, where my believing comes from. It comes from hearing the Word of God. I have to fight for faith before I can... Uh, fight the good fight of faith. Now, I'm going to just listen. Now, don't get all religiously, you know, uh, uh, uppity with me right here because here's the thing. Well, now, see. Well, now, see. The the thing of it is, is every one of us uh, can look at the measures in our life, not comparing to anyone else, but be willing to work on what ain't working. See? A lot of us know to do right because the, the the one who is right is pulling us, always telling us, you know, uh, always working with us, see. Uh, and when we override that or we neglect that or we, uh, you know, or we, um, uh, uh, or we put, we set that aside, disregard that, well, 
what's he trying to do? He's trying to help us. He's trying to grow us up, trying to make us strong in the thing. Amen. All right. Oh, we must fight for faith. The greatest resistance from the enemy will be over faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. All right. The greatest releases from God will be through and by faith and over faith. Isn't that funny that the two major players in that, well, one major and one minor, you know, uh, uh, the devil's not in the same league with God. But I'm going to tell you what now, the fight is over faith. And, and, and really just the seed of it, where it comes from. See, because if you stop the source and the supply line, it doesn't matter. The rest of it, eventually, you're just going to run out. Eventually, you're going to be pulling the trigger on an empty gun. You're going to be turning the. You're going to be turning on the key with the motor ain't got no gas in it. Eventually, isn't that right? That's why little dad won't do you. You know, I see lots of Christians that listen to me, and I've experienced this myself. You know, uh, you know, uh, just don't even know what F means on the gauge. You know. I mean, never look to the right. You know, most of the times it's either, you know, from the middle down, E, running in the orange, red line in there most of the time. Isn't that right? Uh, and uh, 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 it's all right if there's a gas station on every corner, like down in the city, you know, somewheres. But there's sometimes some long old stretches in life that you need to go into that with a full tank and one in reserve and know where the switch is. Isn't that right? So she sputters, it's all right. We done filled her up at the last station. We know we know to keep it full, running on full. Amen. All right. Uh, faith comes from hearing. Now listen, uh, the faith basis is the word of God. It's hearing, then acting on the word that we've heard. We've got to hear it, but we also need to act on what we heard. We'll be fought and resisted over our own personal hearing the word, and on our, but also on our doing and applying the word that we've heard. That's where we'll be fought the most. Now, here's the thing. All right, the devil, the enemy, his deception is his greatest weapon. Agreed. I mean that. Really, that that's the biggest lever that he has. Uh, he really doesn't have any power. He has to use your power against you. Your power to choose and decide. So he'll deceive. That's how he did with Adam and Eve. It was deception. He couldn't actually take over, you know, all that unless they let him. How did he work it? He deceived them. All right? They didn't know the Word of God. Or they didn't really know enough of the Word of God. That was the thing. It was early in the game. And anyhow, listen. Talk about take advantage of a lack of training. That, that, that's the case scenario where you always be taken advantage of. You call God into question, and we don't have the right answer because we haven't had time enough to know God, time enough with God to really know God. All right? Uh, deception is his, his greatest weapon. Now listen, uh, he, his, this, is, this is where he works. You need never hear. That's the best case scenario you know, uh, if the, if we get to a place where we don't feel the need to ever hear, we we need never hear the word of God. 
Well, that's the best scenario. He's, the devil has deceived us. All right? But here's another level is that, we, is, that we, is that we hear only and never do. The Bible says then we've deceived ourselves. I, don't, I, I think it's a bad deception for the devil to dupe us. It's a worse deception that we've duped ourselves. That now we're in agreement and don't even know we're in agreement. We're deceived. Now listen, there's a case scenario here. You know... And there's a world of folks, you know, uh, most of them on the, you know, on this side of salvation think, I don't need to hear the word of God. If it does come up, I don't want to hear it. I don't need that. I don't need all that do's and don'ts and this and that, relegating it down to that. Well, you know, listen, the devil has deceived them. It's just we're deceived. How many of you were there and, and like that? All right. Here's the other thing. How many of you have ever heard it only and never done it? But I mean inside you thought, you know, agreed with it. Yeah, that's the right thing. Whatever, you know, but somehow neglected to apply it to our life. Well, then we're deceived. Because what it was, it was just a message. It wasn't God talking to me, giving me an instruction you know, that I need to hold fast to because it was my life. It didn't really apply to my life. I could think of about, you know, I've heard a lot of sermons that applied to Sandy. A lot of them. A lot of them. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard a lot of sermons that I could think of lots of folks that applied to. And I was trying to apply. I said, God, I wish they were here to hear it. Lord Jesus, oh, halabasata, sama. You know, I mean, you know, pulling out every spiritual thing I could think of. Jesus, Jesus, they need to hear that. And the Lord said, listen, you're here. Yeah, this is for you. I know you think it's for them, but you know, remember the beam in your eye and the splinter in theirs? Leave theirs alone. You're going to knock them in the head with a log trying to get to them. It's for you. It's for you. Notice I'm preaching directly, Miss Sandy, because I'm watching the clock. And it's for you. Uh, listen, there's a story, stewards. I need uh, just give me just a couple of minutes here. Uh, the stewards said he gave them talents. The point is he gave them a seed, something to work with. He gave them something to work with. The master came, and he gave them something to work with, three folks. And that says the first one and the second one, put it to work, applied it, put it to work. What he gave them, the master gave them, they put it to work immediately, and, and, and it went to work, all right, and there was increase. Actually, there was double. Are you listening? See, we are to work the word, hear it and then do it, is the same thing when God sows the seed. See, in the in the in the good in, in if it can find good soil in the heart, it's soil that immediately goes to work on that seed, wants to make it grow, starts pushing it, starts starts working on it, and 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 for life to come out of that. Isn't that right? See, and we need to see it. You know what God gives us. What's God give us? His word. Jesus told a story about the foundation of all understanding, revelation of the kingdom of God over there in Matthew uh, 13th chapter and Mark the 4th chapter. And now this isn't too high for us, how all of what life works, you know. 
it, whether we know it or not, you know, I mean, I know you can tell some of these young folks, you know, look here, you know, uh, we need to, you know, we, we, we want some green beans. And they think Walmart in the grocery section. Years ago, folks didn't think like that. You know, they thought the seed catalog. This time of year, they thought the seed catalog and the garden out there and the mule plowing and they were going to have to work and they'd be a while. You know, when they finally got the green beans, boy, they appreciated them. But they knew where they come from, see. Everything in life comes from seed, everything, see. And everything came from the Word. Remember, we read that a time before. In the beginning was the Word, and it says everything that was created was created by the Word of God. Nothing that, that you see was was created apart from the Word of God. So God still works in that same way. So we got to put that Word to work, but see it as seed. See, the Word... We, when God, what He's going to give us is the seed of His Word. What's it going to, what's it going to grow? Faith. Believe ability. That you can believe God and His authority and ability in His Word becomes the same authority, you know, the authorization and ability for you. When you believe it, you get it because He'll do it for you. Amen. Faith in the Word of God. I, I hope that's not too general, but sometimes we just have to stay with the, with the general where that's concerned. Get a general idea of what faith is. Uh, so the devil going to fight you over here in the Word. He's going to fight you in your personal time. He's going to fight you over coming on a Wednesday or a Sunday. And, you know, uh, uh, I've learned this. I, I, I just don't like losing, so I don't... I, I don't I've learned to be more consistent with winning rather than... I've been plenty of time in my life I've been consistent with losing. Hmm? But the one thing, you know, the, the, the one thing I've noticed this, you know, that the, the power level in my life, and faith is a force, the power level in my life and, and it is in the same parallel with hearing the word and applying what I hear. Right now, you only hear about eight words out of a, uh, you know, out of a hundred that I say. But tonight, you take away something. If you didn't take anything else away, say, you know, it's a good thing the preacher's wife still wants to kiss him after forty something years. I mean, look at him. Would you want to kiss that? Yeah, exactly. Amen. Something will stick with you anyhow. All right, all right. Just go ahead and serve. Did you get anything out of that? I know it. Uh, you know, I hope it sounds, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it sounds like, but we, we're going to have to trust the Spirit of God that He ministers the truth of it out of you. Along those same lines, listen, in, uh, in uh, giving. You know, so we, we need to, in giving and offering, we need, we, God tells, it, tells us and shows us from the Word of God, and it's all over the Scriptures, uh, to see it as a seed. All right? Seeing, giving as a seed, as working with seed. <clears throat> and here's what it is. Giving and offering should be, first of all, in obedience to God, out of faith in God. The Bible talks about an obedience that comes from the faith. All right? So what is the giving of an offering seed as, is, first of all, a seed of, of trust, it's a seed of obedience to the Word, faith in the Word, all right? And I want to bring a practical thing down here 
uh, to us. Because you're going to, you, if we live, but if, if our life is eventually, as you grow up in God, here's what it is. It's a better system. It's totally, it's a superior system. And we work in a system where we give time and energy to an employer, or to a business, or producing something, and we're rewarded a harvest out of that same principle. Okay, but there's a there's a there is a print there's a higher prince there's a superior system, which just not limited to uh, a salary, limited to just natural, uh, you know, uh, natural things. You know, there were two widow women, both of them. Uh, uh, one was during the time of Elijah, and one was time, during the time of Elisha. And Elisha was the double portion of Elijah. All right, one was represented need and surviving, and the other one represented uh, thriving. Represented thriving and desire. The first uh, uh, widow woman, the man of God, came to her, and she was on her last, and uh, and it was about need. He said, "What do you what?" He said, "What do you need?" She said, "Well, I'm going to tell you what. We're starving to death. This is the last meal." He said, "He said, now listen, give me a seed. And if you give, he said, he said, listen, I'm telling you what. He said, this is the word of the Lord. If you give a seed to work with, he said, he said, your need will be met. And it was. The next widow woman with Elisha, who studied under Elijah, it." The uh, she decided, and she was a rich widow, she a rich woman, and uh, uh, she said, uh, she said, well, uh, she saw the man of God going, uh, passing through, and she they invited him to supper. Her and her husband. She wasn't a widow. She was a married woman. But uh, and uh, she said, you know what? She said, here's what I I, I just want to do this. She said, this is a man of God. I want to do this. And uh, it was all about what she wanted. Now, she, now secretly, you know, she didn't have any children. Uh, but when, when, when she provided a room and, and sowed and ministered, it was an offer. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.